say the Lord unto yourself this morning. Death is not an end for you. Death is not an end for me. Who is? Jesus is. The Father is. Can somebody take that as a thought here the Lord this morning? The sickness is not an end unto you. Who is? Jesus is. Poverty, lack is not an end unto you. Who is? Jesus is. They often say, may Nigeria not happen to someone. Look here, Nigeria won't happen to you. Who will happen to you? Jesus will happen to me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Can you receive the word of God this morning? Can you confess the word of God this morning? Can you declare the word of God this morning? For as he said, so shall it happen. Ah, blessed is it that believes. For there shall be a performance of that which is said concerning him. Can you make a declaration today that it is not an end? This is not an end. It's been with me for months, for years. But this is not an end for me. What is an end for me? Jesus. 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 It's all about Jesus. It's all about Jesus. It's all about the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is an end for me. Father, thank you. Hallelujah. 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 Listen, God is raising an army in this house. An army of victors. An army of proof producers. <laughs> People that will come to God's presence and will go to the world to go and prove the presence of God. I have this assurance within me that in this house, an army of proof producers is being raised by the Lord. And you and I, as part of this army, we, we go to the world to show them who God is. Somebody is going to de display Jesus in his career. Somebody is going to display Jesus in his business. Somebody is going to display Jesus in every endeavor that you might have found yourself in, in your home, in your family. You will display Jesus. And then the prophecy of the scriptures will come to pass that ten women shall hold the cloth of a Jew. Who is that Jew? You and I. Who is that Jew? The victors in the house. Ten women we hold our clothes. And they will say, I want to go with you to that God that has made your life a praise and a glory. Hallelujah. Army of praise and glory. Hey, soldiers of praise and glory. Glorious soldiers. Glorious army. People will come asking for your God and you will show them. Listen, this is not the time when people will ask you where is your God. This is time to when people will say, show me your God. Ah, listen to me. This is not the time when people will say, where is your God? Have they asked you and have they said it to you? Where is your God? The story changes this morning. Hey, things are turning around this morning. It will now become show us your God. We want to follow you to your God. We want to serve that God has done it for you. Whereas you were barren for years. How come you have a triplet? They, they will come to say, show us how you got a triplet. Out of barrenness. Out of darkness. Show us how you got the light. Out of lack. Show us how you got the prosperity. Out of abject poverty. Show us how you came into abundance. No more where is your God? This is the time of show us your God. Hallelujah. 
Father, it's your time, it's always been. It's your hour, it's always been. You have a mind and purpose. Lord, we receive all this morning. In the name of Jesus, no man, no man, no man shall stand between you and purpose this morning. It's all about you and it's all for you. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, O Father. In Jesus' name. Amen. Please appreciate the Swiss Army's. Always a blessing. I've really missed your administration. God bless you. You are always a blessing. Always a blessing. God will take you far and far and far. In the name of Jesus the Christ. Hallelujah. Of course, the, the instrumentalist, God bless you. Thank God for the harmony. You always have this harmony and it's amazing. It's amazing. It's amazing. I know you know how you do your stuff. Of course, with the backing of the Holy Spirit. But you say, I really can't know. And I don't want to know. I, I don't want to know really because that's not my calling, all right? Let everybody stay in their calling. Okay? But I will just sit down and enjoy your ministry. It's a ministry. It's a ministry. Okay? You are not entertaining. You are ministering in the office of a prophet. Ah, the prophet wants wanted to declare God's word and he felt the need for you Swiss Amis and he said call me the Swiss Amis I, nothing can proceed until the under the psalmist minister you, you, you provoke the prophets you provoke prophecy through your song alright please get in depth in this okay and let the Holy Spirit use you for his glory all of the time and so shall it be in Jesus name amen thus hear the Lord this morning we are going to hear thus hear the Lord look at this is not a fax this is not to make you feel good. This is not to, to raise hope unto futility. That there's a way men can raise your hope. And then now, when hope refuses to translate to reality, the hope will go nosediving. And then you say, where is the hope that we had that this will happen? And when it doesn't happen, you know, the hope is that the English, the English people will say, hope dashed. I've come with a word of hope that will not dash. I've come with a word of hope that is bound to happen. What is that word? The word is thus says the Lord. Thus says the Lord. If you're a student of the Bible, you would have come across that phrase. Thus says the Lord. Several times in the scriptures. Oftentimes uh, through the mouth of prophets in the scriptures. Prophet Ezekiel, prophet Jeremiah. Okay, and um, they would declare God's word and begin by saying, Thus says the Lord. Thus says the Lord. Thus says the Lord. Let me start by saying that we are in perilous times. Uh, you and I know it. We are in perilous times and we have all the evidences all around us that indeed we are in perilous times. They, I mean, it's all over. It's global. It's not restricted yet to Nigeria. It's not restricted yet to Africa. It's all over. Every society, every country, you know, having a piece of their own perilous time. Theirs may be different from ours, but everyone is having his own beat or our own beat of these perilous times. And there's this amazing thing in, in Revelation, the book of Revelation, you know, chapter 6, 7, and 8. The book of Revelation is the book of pictures. The apocalypse is a book that paints, you know, the, the, the events 
that will happen in the perilous time we are, we, we are in and will culminate into the coming of the Lord Jesus and will also culminate into you know, the establishment of God's kingdom and then we will forever be with our Lord and our Savior and there will be no more mourning, there will be no more agitation, there will be new Jerusalem, there will be a new half, there will be a new heaven, you know, by the time you get to Revelation chapter 20, chapter 20 and 22, you begin to see the end of this perilous time. Look at there will come a time when the earth will be no more. There will come a time when the heavens will be no more because there will be a new earth, there will be a new heaven and there will be a new Jerusalem and you and I will be there in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. But you see, where we are now, a picture of where we are now was beautifully painted in Revelations chapter 6, 7, and 8. And it has to do with the opening of the seal. The opening of the seal. Can you please bring up Revelation chapter 6? And we'll just read a few verses and then we'll, we'll run off. Amen. So, so, so the, the picture of what we are and the situation we are in, we'll begin to see very soon from Revelation chapter 6 and verse 1. And it says, Now I saw when the Lamb opened one of the seals, the background to this, there was the mystery to be unraveled. For the mystery to be unraveled, someone had to open. And not just anybody. Angels were not qualified to open it. Men were not qualified to open it. The 24 elders were not qualified to open it. The cherubim and the seraphims were not qualified to open it. And then the man who was given the vision began to cry because he knew that the fate of man is sealed in that scroll. There was a scroll that had to be opened. And without the opening of the scroll, events that must happen in the life, in the history of man will not kick start. And the man felt man was doomed. You know, John felt ah, man was doomed. Because without the opening of the seals, without the opening of the scroll, things will not happen. But alas, somebody came right from the throne. Look here, that's one that came right from the throne. Is your end. Is your end. Have you been to the wall. Have you been pushed to the wall? And there's no help from man. There's no help from angel. There's no help from anyone. There is a lamb. There is a lamb in the midst of the throne that will come up and pull up the seal and then events will start happening. Hallelujah. So this was what happened in Revelation chapter 6. Eventually, the lamb came up to begin to unravel. And so, and I had one of the four living creatures saying with a voice like thunder, come and see, verse 2. And I looked and behold, a white horse. Somebody say a white horse. A white horse. Now listen, I said, Revelation is about pictures. And those pictures have meanings. Now we are not going to tell you this, evening, this morning. Because um, if, we should, if we should, we will probably not leave this place today. Okay? But, but we are looking at, at the import of, of these pictures. By the grace, by the, by the power of the Holy Ghost. I believe the Lord to open our heart for us to embrace this picture and appropriate it to our lives. Amen. So he said, he looked and he saw a white horse. Is he who sat on it had a bow, and a crown was given to him, and he went out conquering and to conquer. Verse 3. When he opened the second seal, now, when the fourth seal was opened, seven seals were to be opened, and the fourth seal was opened. And when the fourth seal was opened, what was revealed? A white horse. 
The one upon the all-white horse. How was it described? Let's go back to verse 2, please. Let's go back to verse 2. And I looked and behold a white horse. He who sat on it. So somebody sat on that white horse. Had a bow and the crown was given to him. A crown is a symbol of what? A crown is a symbol of rulership, of kingship. He also had a bow. He he needed, he needs that bow to achieve purpose and to attain unto an end. Listen, he has made us a kingdom of priests and of king. A priest with a bow to pop. To fulfill purpose. Hey, <laughs> a king with a crown to rule and to reign. Look at who is that he on that white horse. I'm seeing something. I think it is you, and I think it is me. On that white horse, we have the bow, we have the crown, we have the bow for priesthood, we have the crown for rulership. Listen, you are a kingdom of priests and a king. You are sitting on a white horse. Why white? White because it is the symbol of righteousness. Whose righteousness? The righteousness of Christ Jesus. I here to paint a picture to you this morning. You are the man described here. You are sitting on the righteousness of Christ. The righteousness of Christ like a horse. And the horse is taking you somewhere. The horse is taking you somewhere with the bow as a priest of God to achieve purpose. With the crown as the king of Jesus to rule and to reign. Hallelujah. And listen to what you will do. And he went out to do what? conquering and to conquer. So it's from victory unto victory, unto victory, unto victory, unto victory. Listen, this is part of the event that must happen during this perilous time. Do you know what this means? This means that the man on the white horse, the man revealed after the unveiling of the first seal, that man is immune against the event, the ugly event that will come in the perilous times. If you read down the second seal, the third seal, the fourth seal, the fifth seal, the sixth seal, the seventh seal, Oh, they were about doom and they were about, uh, about poverty and death, but not the first cell. Who belongs to the first cell? I belong to the first cell. I belong to the first cell. Can you speak with me this morning? I sit upon the white horse. I sit upon the white horse, the righteousness of Christ. And I have the bow with me. I have the crown with me. And I go, I conquer, and I conquer, and I conquer, and I conquer, and I conquer. Somebody shout hallelujah. Oh. Hi. Begin to see yourself in this picture. They are crying. It is an end for them in poverty and death. But this scripture says it is victory for you. Out there they are saying. We are riding on the horse of bloodshed. It, because of time, I, we, I would have loved for us to, to read the other seals. Because by the time the second seal was open, it was about bloodshed, killing. And it's uh, a reality in our day and time. Another seal about death. Death. Another one about farming. Pale us. Black us, red us, the red us symbolizing bloodshed, killings, Ukraine, Russia, killings, 
in our day and time, killings. In our society, killings. Black us, famine, gray us, death. And then when the horses stopped coming, I think from the fifth seal or the fourth seal, then we had a cry from the throne room of Christians that have been martyred, Christians that have been killed because of their faith, saying, Lord, when will you make judgment to happen upon those who killed us? Vengeance in the land, because this is the perilous times. Rebecca's voice, part of that, those voices, crying for vengeance. And by the time you get to the seventh seal, <laughs> the seventh seal opened up to seven vials of the wrath of God. Seven vials of the wrath of God. The picture of the time we are in, the reality of the time we are in. But the first seal should be your concern. Oh, remain on the first seal. Child of God, ensure you are on your white horse. Don't lose your white horse. Don't lose your white horse. Don't lose your white horse. Don't soil your garment. Don't lose your garment. Remain on your white horse. Allow the crown to remain on your head. Allow the bow to remain in your hand. As a priest, go serve God. As a priest, seek his face. As a priest, give him pleasure. That is the essence of the bow. The bow is for service. The bow is to serve your God. The crown is for rulership. The crown is for rulership. You rule anywhere you get to. By the power of the Holy Spirit, there is rulership that works within us. The scepter of your kingdom is the right scepter. Hallelujah. And then it says, you will go conquering and to conquer. No, 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 no. That tells me something. There will always be challenges. All right? Then you will go conquering that challenge. All right? And then the disciples of that challenge will say, you have killed our ogre. We are coming for vengeance. Then you go to conquer. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let nothing agitate your mind. You are conqueror. The Bible says we are more than conquerors. Through Christ that loves us. Haven't seen this reality and known who we are in Christ Jesus. Then I come this morning to say that there is a thought says the Lord hanging on you and on me on the strength of who we are on the strength of Revelation chapter 1 and verse 1 and 2 verse 2 specifically on that strength we always have thus says the Lord hanging on our heads hallelujah and it thus says the Lord like I said is the phrase we often see in the scriptures that kickstarts the unfolding of the mind of God for a particular person or for a people and concerning specific situation. It thus says the Lord is a divine expression from the Father that handles matters concerning a person a people 
or specific situation. And it's the word of God proceeding from him that is meant to attain a particular effect, to achieve a particular effect and to attain a particular place and to cause purpose to be established. This thought says the Lord has this peculiarity. It's a word of assurance. A word of assurance. This is not a word that will provoke hope. And the hope will be deferred until one becomes ashamed. This is a word that kindles hope that make us make it us not to be ashamed. Have you, have you seen that in scriptures before? It's a word of assurance. Has it given you the word in any form? Hold on to it. It's bound to happen. A thought says the Lord is a word of assurance. A word of certainty. A word that is bound to happen. In Isaiah chapter 55 and verse 11, God was speaking and said, So shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void. It shall accomplish that which I please. And it shall prosper in the thing whereto I sent it. So shall my word, so shall my thoughts, says the Lord, go forth from my mouth. It shall not return to me void. Now, thus says the Lord when it goes out, like a soldier will go to effect a purpose and will return to the grand commander, the commanding chief, commander in chief of the armed forces of the kingdom to tell the commander in chief, mission accomplished. Until mission is accomplished, the word does not return. Look here. There is no word of God that goes towards your direction that leaves you the way you are because it can't go back to tell the owner of the word, I couldn't do it. No. The word of God never fails. It endures forever. The word of God is powerful. It's active. Sharper than any two-edged sword. It divides. It cuts through. It does anything. It's an hammer. It breaks. Look at whatever it will cause the word of God to effect purpose in your life. It will do it. If it is a rock, it will break it. If it's a, if it's, if it's a tough, tough skin to break through, it will cut through the skin. The, the word will do anything in its capacity to do just to make sure that the mission is accomplished. Once mission is accomplished, he returns to the commander. Mission accomplished. Full stop. You don't help the world to perform its function. It is not your job. What's your job? Simply believe. What's your job? Simply receive. What's your job? Simply appropriate. And then Allow the word to do what it will do. 
Our pastor here will often say that do you tell the bolus of pounded yam that you put into your mouth? Do you tell that bolus what it should do once it enters your mouth? Do you tell the bolus, oh, don't go to it. Ah, no, 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 that's not the place you should go to. No, 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 you are missing, the, you are miss, you are missing your track. This is the, ah, no, 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 no. You don't do that. The, the bolus knows where to go. And when the bolus gets to where it meant to get to, the bolus knows the, it, it knows the transformation that must happen to it for it to release its potential. The word of God knows what to do. And that is why it's a word of assurance. A word that never fails. So the word of God that proceeds from his mouth will not return to him void. It won't return to him without an answer. The word will return to him with a definite answer. Hallelujah. <laughs> it will return to him with a definite answer. Look here, I'm prophesying to somebody's life this morning. That condition and issue, there is a definite answer the word of God is attending to. That it will take back to the owner of the word to say it is done. This is the solution, it is done. This is the answer, it is done. A thought says the Lord. It's a word from a credible and an able God. So it is essential for us to know who is speaking the word. The one that speaks the word matters to us. For us to even have this, this, this faith in what he says. I don't know about you, but you see, in these little days of my on earth, an interaction with men, I have come to separate men from men. So there are some men that will say, I am coming, and I know I must not waste my time waiting for them. I must do other things, but because I know they won't come. And there are some men, they will say, oh, I'm coming very soon. And I can hold them by their words and I will wait for them. And I know they will show up. That is man. But we are talking about a God who has credibility. In Numbers chapter 23 and verse 19. God is not a man that he should lie. Neither the son of man that he should repent. Hath he said it? And shall he not do it? Or have he spoken, and shall he not make it good? Ah, it's a question that, with an obvious answer, he will say it and he will do it. He will speak it and he will make it good. He will ensure it performs the purpose for which it is sent. So the thought says the Lord is a word from a credible God who is not a man that lies. He's not a fraudster. He's not, he's not a con man. He is able. And that's why Ephesians 3.20 plainly speaks about him. Now unto him who is able. Who is able 
able to do? He is able to do what? Exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think. Look, at, if it stops at above what we ask, I'm cool with that. I need a car. I simply asked and he provided. But he's saying, look, that is not where, the, where it ends. It proceeds further. So it just came as a thought. I hope, I feel we need a set, a new set of, um, new set of clothes in our wardrobe. And as that is running through your heart, then there's a knock on the door. And then your fashion designer comes with loads. And you ask, where is this from? The person asks me to give this and not to make himself known. The person said, he's led to do this. You're just thinking. You have not asked. And he has brought it in. Hey, you have an intentional God. You have a loving father. You are a God that, 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 has, that shows this compassion, unreasonable compassion. A compassion that cannot be explained. Uh, please, don't shortchange yourself. Enjoy the father's compassion. Ah, enjoy the father's compassion. Don't be like the brother of the prodigal son. In abundance, yet he could complain that he could not kill a kid. This, the, 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 the baby of a goat. He, he told his father, eh, this son of yours had gone off track. He came back and you are killing. You are celebrating. Yeah, I have been faithful. Not even a kid. Oh, don't have a kid mentality, please. Stop going about with kid mentality. Stop going about with kid mentality. A prodigal son came back and the father felt he deserved a calf. A calf is, look here, their own calf. Don't think it's a small one. A calf is from age zero to around one, one year or one and a half years. So we are not thinking of a small, small animal. We're thinking of a big, a, a calf in their day and time. Big enough to satisfy an entire society. The, the fatted calf was good enough for a son that wasted his father's property. What do you think would be good enough for a boy that had been faithful to his father? Don't you think the father will release the elephant? Don't you think the father can release the house? Don't you think the father can say, hey, look at what I have. Take anything. The signet ring of the father was waiting for that, for, that, for, for that elder brother. The elder brother never asked for it. But the prodigal got it. Ah, the nicest robe of the father was waiting for the elder brother to receive. The elder brother never asked for it. I came home and said, where is my sneakers? I want, I want to put it on for, um, uh, for um, a journey I'll be making. And my wife said, ah, baby, me taking it. Hey, 
the sneaker that I've been keeping, have I not told you not to take it? Why will you give it? She said, I called and I asked if he could, and you said he could. I said, are you sure? He said, yeah. I said, how would I be, would I really, would I have actually said that the only sneaker that I've, I've kept for, for special occasion, could I have, could I have, then I remembered. The father's heart will never deny the son. Hey, the father's heart will never, de- will never deny the son. Will never. Even if that's the only shoe I have. If the boy says, I have no shoe to go out today, go and take the only shoe I have. That's the father's heart. That is God for you. If he could release his only begotten son, how shall he not also with him give unto you one thing, two things, three things, four things, five things, <laughs> all things? He's a credible God, he's a, an able God, and he's a compassionate God. He is ready to release it. What was the connection? The white horse. The white horse. Let him see you on the white horse. Let him see you riding on the white horse with your bow, with your crown. Let him see you. And you know what? He will deliver to you. Ha, hallelujah. The thoughts said the Lord proceeds from the mouth of a credible God and an able God. This thought says the Lord it's a word to a covenant child. It's a word to a covenant child. Who is that covenant child? The one we saw in that picture. The rider of the white horse. The one that has been blood bought, blood washed, blood perfected, blood situated. The blood situates you. Where does it situate you? In heavenly places. With Christ Jesus. By the side of the father. <laughs> the covenant child is blood situated. And when you are well situated, you are positioned to receive. Thus says the Lord is relevant to those who are situated rightly. Thus says the Lord is prosperous in the lives of those who are connected by covenant with the father. And like he did with Abraham in Exodus chapter 2 and verse 24. And God had their groaning. Sorry, did with the people of Israel, I want to say. When they were in Egypt, in, in captivity. The Bible says, and God had their groaning. And God remembered his covenant with Abraham, with Isaac, with Jacob. And God looked upon the children of Israel. And God had respect unto them. Israel, a covenant in a people of God. And, and when it mattered in their lives, covenant spoke. What did God remember? God did not remember them. God remembered covenants. Be situated by the blood and covenant will speak over your life. Exodus chapter 6 and 5. And I have also had the groaning of the children of Israel, whom the Egyptians keep in bondage. And I have remembered my covenant. He remembers covenants. He sees covenants. And that triggers 
things. First says the Lord is a word of remembrance. It goes hand in hand with the scriptures we've read before. It's a word of remembrance. Leviticus chapter 25 and verse 1. And the Lord spoke unto Moses in Mount Sinai, saying, And then it went on and on. And by the time you have to get to Leviticus chapter 26 and verse 42. Then will I remember my covenant with Jacob and also my covenant with Isaac and also my covenant with Abraham. Will I remember? And I will remember the land. I will remember the land. The thought says the Lord is relevant to the covenant. If you are not in covenant relationship with the Lord Jesus you are not part of this package that we are talking about. If you are out of relationship with God, you are not part of this package. You must be on your white horse. The thought says the Lord is a word that defies logic. Many times, thought says the Lord does not appeal to logic. There are times it doesn't make any sense. There was problem in the land of Israel. Famine. Syrian army came. Gagged the, 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 the city. Nobody could go out. Nobody could come in. And the famine became so sore that two women had to agree to eat their children. May we not come to that point in Nigeria. Ah. Two women agreed to eat their children. We eat one today. Tomorrow we eat the other one. And the first woman released her son or her child. And then the second woman, wise woman, went to eat hers. <laughs> And then the king, the woman came, help me. The king said, how can I help you if the Lord does not help you? And the king said, what was the matter? She narrated the story. And the king became infuriated. After all, we have a prophet in this land. Uh, the king suddenly remembered that, ah, this is not like God. It is okay if we have experienced this famine till this moment, but... When it's coming to the point where we begin to eat our children, it is unlike God. Look here, there will be a point you get angry with the situation. Oh, there's a time when you will stand up and say no more for the status quo. The status must change. That was the point the king got to and the king said, the prophet that should do something about this and has failed to do it, go and bring his head. Let's cuckoo kill him and let's know that we don't have a prophet. And Elisha, a man of God, a vicious one, he's not his mess, my God, though. I mess, my prophet. Who could have said, because he got wind of what the king was going to do. If you read the story very well. Oh, he saw the man coming. He didn't see the man alone. He saw an unseen thing trailing the man. He saw the word of the king. Having a cordial or a sword coming to cut his head. Uh, he said, I can see him, but I can see something behind that man. Ah, the king has come to do some, something sinister against me. 
Please, let me, quickly let me do what is needful. And then a thought said the Lord came. A thought said the Lord came. And the prophet said, in um, 2 Kings chapter 7 verse 1, Then Elisha said, Hear ye the word of the Lord. Thus hear the Lord. Tomorrow about this time shall a measure of flour be sold for a shekel and two measures of barley for a shekel in the gate of Samaria. The first year the Lord came. How can there be a sudden turnaround within 12 hours? I mean, how can this soil farming suddenly become abundance within 12 hours? And the the economic advisor of the king from the point of logic said, how can this be? Then the Lord on whose hand the king leaned answered the man of God and said, behold, if the Lord will make windows in heaven, that was his undoing. He should not involve the Lord. If he, if he had stayed in insulting the prophets, a man, maybe it would have been okay. How dare you? How dare you? Say, if the law will open, ah. Those that have dared God in your life, this morning, God rises to speak for you. Those who have said, I'm waiting to see that God that would take your fire and treat it when I'm sitting on it. Ha. Look here. God, this morning we answer. He will forcefully take the fire from them. He will unseat them. They will be stripped naked. <laughs> hey. Then a Lord on whose hand the king leaned answered the man of God and said, Behold, if the, king, if the Lord will open windows in heaven, might this thing be? And he said, Elisha said, Behold, thou shalt see it with thy eyes, but shalt not eat thereof. May a thought says the Lord that will end your life never come to you in Jesus' name. So thought says the Lord has two edges. Just stay with the edge that is positive. The negative edge is not what you may leave to tell the story. The man did not leave to tell that story. Because it happened exactly the way God's prophet spoke. So the word, thus said the Lord, defies logic. Does not make sense at times. I've shared the story before in church, I will share it again. Okay, let me, let me start with the most recent one. I shared it on Friday. But for the benefit of those who were not here on Friday or who didn't watch online, let me share it again. How that um, about a month ago, at my station, at the church where I attend, um, it was my lot to, to minister on a Sunday morning. And um, the, the, the Lord actually proved himself in the meeting. God's power broke out and all of that. And... 
I went home with the residue of that power. I knew it in my body. I mean, and, and I got home. Now, before, we, before I left home, I have a very wonderful neighbor, a very dear brother of mine, attending the same church with me. I, must, I mean, we do go to church together all of the time. So, we set out that morning for church, and then he locked in his bunch of key, you know, sealed the door, and then remembered that the bunch of key was inside. It, we both tried opening, and, but we knew, of course, that that, was a, that would be a futile attempt. And then we said, we decided when we come back from church, we'll get uh, a, a big board and then probably we'll break it open. So that was our decision. But when I came back, I left him back in church because he needed to attend some meetings. I came home. I, you know, settled down, had something to do in the compound. And then my attention was drawn to the key. And um, I had in my spirit that I should go open it. And um, I made for the gate to get a big stone to open. And God's spirit said, no, open with your hand. Said, no, that we tried that in the morning. Obviously, that can't be a solution. He insisted, go open with your hand. So I, okay, okay. I went there and was thinking that I would get there and begin to struggle. I held the padlock and I had a snap. And the padlock got opened. I took some step back. I looked around to see if I was still a normal person. I looked to see if somebody did that on my behalf. I became afraid. The guy came back. He saw that his padlock was... So before asking questions, I quickly went to him to tell him what happened. He was amazed. Kept smiling, kept laughing. I said, let us prove this. Now, when you break the padlock, you, it will lose its functionality. Definitely. So, let's see if it locked again, it was locked, could not be pulled out. Oh, don't let's wait there. Let's see if the key will still use the key, it was opened. And up to the moment I left, kept opening and closing. Opening and closing. Look at this at the days when your white horse will take you to terrains of illogical reasoning that will result in the supernatural. These are the days when the Spirit of God will minister specific things to you that you don't query and don't ask questions. Simply do it. They ran out of wine. Jesus said, fill the pot with water. What's the correlation between water and wine? But the mother of Jesus had told them beforehand, whatever he tells you, do it. These are the days when it is whatever he tells you, do it. We are in an abnormal situation in our country. We are in an abnormal situation in the whole world. An abnormal situation requires abnormal steppings. Abnormal steppings. Faith walk with the Lord. Let imagination begin to run like wildfire in your heart. And let imagination be powered by the Holy Ghost. And let people begin to receive results. There are places 
that are filled with gold mines in Nigeria waiting for you to explore. Let the Holy Spirit lead you there. Luke chapter 4 verse 1. And the man Jesus was filled with the Holy Spirit and he was led into the wilderness. Why will Holy Spirit lead me to dryness? It's because in that dry land that people reckon as dry, there is a provision of resources waiting for you. Go there. This business cannot thrive in this place, in this part of the country. And the Holy Spirit keep nudging you. That is what I want you to do. Simply do it. The thought says the Lord is a word that defies logic. A member of this church, about five, six years ago, a family actually, they were bereaved. The family was bereaved, and I went visiting, you know, to commiserate with them. And right there, when, you know, consoling and all of that, the man got a call that his truck had been impounded by traffic officers, not in Ibadan, but somewhere in Ushobu or probably Ikiri. And they were asking for 20,000 euro. And of course, they took away the, the battery. That was the first thing. They, they removed the battery so that the man would not, um, you know, escape. And the call came in and the man was visibly sorrowful. Ah, deep sorrow. I became annoyed. I said, why? And then a thought said the Lord proceeded from my mouth. The man's concern was number one, no money. Number two, has somebody bereaved? Number three, I would, even if he had the money, how was he going to get it? down to the driver and all of that. He, he was visibly worried. And then the thought said, the Lord came forth. I said, you will be here and the truck will meet you here. Before the end of that day, the truck came here. He called me and said, Pastor, it has happened. I have the truck. I said, praise the Lord. How did it happen? He said, it's beyond logic. He said, the driver for whatever reason, went to the truck, kicked, and drove. Ah. I said, without battery, well, I, I, I'm not too good in mechanical stuff. So I, 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 probably it's possible, I don't know. Right? It's possible to start a truck without. Even if it is, fine. But for the mere fact that the truck was driven, no payment of 20000 And the man never needed to go bail himself out unjustly. Ah, that for me is a miracle. This same family. I went visiting them in the hospital. I think one of the children was sick and I went visiting. And I prayed with them and I was about leaving. I was about leaving and the eldest sister of the wife came in and I greeted her and we exchanged pleasantries and I was about leaving and the Lord said I should give a thought says the Lord to her 
And I looked at her and I said, Ma, expect a promotion very soon. I saw that the woman reluctantly said amen. And he gig she giggled when she said the amen. I left. A few days after or so, I heard that somebody was looking for me in church. I came and I'm, it was that same woman. I started kneeling. Started laughing. Started, ah. I said, what happened, ma? He said, it has happened. Look at, there is a thought is the Lord that will happen. Amen. Except if it is not from the mouth of the Lord. For as long as it proceeds from his mouth, it is bound to happen. Amen. She said, when I gave the thought says the Lord at the hospital, she reluctantly said amen because she said in her heart, if this man will know that I've attained the bar and I have just about a year to retire, the cadre she belonged to, she had attained the bar of that cadre and for her to move from that cadre upper, I mean beyond that cadre, she would have to go to school, have to obtain BS in nursing and have to do all of that in one year. Okay, and so she laughed and said, this one does not know what he's saying. But the God who set aside logic and project a supernatural stepped in. A space was vacant because the person retired and the only person that could occupy that space would be someone not in Arcada. The council met to decide on the people, on the person to occupy that status. There were people that could occupy. But one person in that council said, I have an observation. I know a woman that has served us faithfully. She's not qualified, but let us honor her with this. Logic says you are not qualified. God says my spirit qualifies you. Logic says it is not your type we are looking for. God's spirit says I have made it tailor made for you. It is yours. He said the woman said can we honor this woman and she's just, she has just a year to go. Let her enjoy for this one year, this office, this position, and what had never happened before, happened because a woman received a toss here, the Lord. Receive your own this morning. Have your own this morning. Believe and it shall happen this morning. In the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you. Now, let's bow down our heads. Let's bow down our heads. Because for the purpose of this meeting, the thought says the Lord, that the Lord, I believe, has asked me to declare. Is the following. Sorry, let there be no music yet. Thank you, my brother. I need you to concentrate at this time. And I need you to allow your hearts to knit with this word, to, to connect with this word. 
this is a sober time. This is a time when you, you need all the concentration that you can muster. All the concentration you can muster. And this is a time you bring to focus the mountain before Zerubbabel. You are Zerubbabel this morning. And there is a mountain before you. This is a time to present the mountain as God's word will be coming forth now. I declare this morning, thus says the Lord, the barren shall rejoice. Yes. So I call unto the one tagged barren. Rejoice, O barren. Rejoice, O barren. Rejoice, O barren. It is not just biological barrenness, financial barrenness, mental barrenness, emotional barrenness, whatever it is. Hear the word of the Lord. First, hear the Lord. Rejoice, O barren. First, hear the Lord. Dry bones. Shall live again. Thus saith the Lord. Dry bones shall live again. Thus saith the Lord. Dry bones shall live again. In the name of Jesus. Thus saith the Lord. There shall be overflow. In the name of Jesus. Thus says the Lord, there shall be overflow. Thank you, mighty Father. There you are. Begin to confess your faith. And begin to receive your word. Confess your faith. Just, just do what Mary did. Let it be unto me according to your word. You know, when the thought said the Lord came out from the mouth of angel Gabriel, Mary's response, let it be unto me according to your word. Begin to confess. That's how to relate with the word. Confess. And while you are doing that, those in the house that are not born again, I beg of you, don't leave this house without giving your life to Jesus. You will be part of this package only if you connect to the God of this package and is reaching out to you at this hour. If you're watching me online, you're saying, yes, I want to give my life to Jesus. You are taking the right decision. Bow your head, close your eyes. If you're in the house, you're not born again. Oh, you, you, you used to be, but you veered off and you're saying, I want to come back home. Like the prodigal son, I want to come back. All eyes shut. All is bowed. Other people keep saying, I receive your word. It shall be unto me according to your word. But for the people I've just mentioned, and I'm dressing now, I want you to put your hands across your chest. And I want you to please rise on your feet. Just rise on your feet where you are. 
wherever you are. You want to give your life to Jesus. You want to start a new life with Jesus up on the gallery here in the auditorium. Or you are veered off and you say, I want to come back. Reconciliation is in the house. The spirit of reconciliation is in the house waiting for you. Hands open to embrace you. You're saying, I want to reconcile with the Lord. Rise on your feet and let me pray with you. You must ride on your white horse. Without white horse, there can't be victory. Without white horse, there can't be conquering. You must ride on the white horse. Where do you get the white horse? From Christ Jesus. The righteousness of Christ is what it represents. I can't see anybody doing that. So let's just tell the Lord, it is unto us according to his word this morning. So it is unto me according to your word. It is unto me according to your word. It is unto me according to your word. It's unto me according to your word. The blood that has failed to stop, that blood that keeps flowing, that ceaseless flows, it, it stops this minute in the name of Jesus. Woman, you are set loose. Woman, you are set free. No more overflow. No more overflow. Let your body system be corrected right now in the name of Jesus. Let the healing virtue of the of the Lord reach out to you in the name of Jesus. You're slated for surgery. The God of heaven, the God of heaven intervenes this minute. Intervenes this minute. It shall be by the Lord. It shall be by the Lord. At the end of it, it shall be the Lord. At the end of it, it shall be the Lord. Whether you will go for it or not, the end is peace. Whether you will go for it or not, the end is peace. I have no suggestion of whether you will go or not. But one thing I know, whether you go for it or not, the end shall be peace. The end shall be peace. The end shall be peace. My grain, I, I, I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. Leave that body now in the name of Jesus the Christ. Thank you, Father. Thank you. You just, you just lost a relationship. You just lost a relationship. Somebody broke your heart. Your heart got broken just recently. Thank you, Father. There is healing. There is healing in the house. The healing of the Lord will not only obliterate the pain, it will restore you. You, you will be restored. So, so stop crying over that lost relationship. Get on your feet. There is something ahead of you you can't see yet, but there is a preparation for you. There is a new start for you. Such a person, there is a new start for you. Thank you, mighty Father. Let cancer melt this minute in the name of Jesus. Let the heat of the Holy Spirit melt every cancerous cell and let God's people become free in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Finally, ask him anything you want. Ask him anything you want. Ask him. Is a compassionate father. Ask him. Don't ask him for a kid. Don't ask him for a kid. Don't ask him. Now, if you don't even know what to ask him, switch to the Holy Ghost. Ask the Holy Spirit to help you to ask the Father. There is something that is beyond what you can imagine. There is something that is mind-blowing that can be released in your direction. Ask the Holy Spirit to ask for that on your behalf. Thank you, Father. 
It is done. It is done. I ask mine to rinkla tobusha. Rigosko prike yemazo. Brande mo shataba. Rilelele suprika yemasonto male. I ask mine to. Holy Ghost. Le religia mosko pruma zakaye. Brufa fuseke yemolika yematabali. Ruriri masomneke somalia. Rula buse kanda mukayebali. Lile goshkambo sotoka. Yerile bo mumbika sompali galala. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. We give you praise. Lift up your hands and exalt the Lord. Exalt his name. Give him praise. Give him glory.